and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, we'll be talking transfers as we discuss the latest in Kieran Tierney's Celtic future. Uh, we'll also be reviewing the trouncing over St Johnston as the Hoops got their Premiership title defence off to the perfect start. We'll be previewing the pivotal Champions League qualifying clash against Kluge and we'll be discussing the tactical decisions awaiting Neil Lennon in Transylvania. So Michael, how how are we? I'm good. I'm mean, well impressed you're on that tongue twister. The, I know. The, what, what, was, what was that? A, a, a quality qualifying clash against Cluj? That's it. And I wrote it myself, so I, I put myself it. up that's, against that's it. That's a good one. That's impressive. Thank you. I'm always testing myself at the limits <laughs> here, Michael. So, one thing, I think Celtic fans, at this time of year, transfers are always king. But the future of Kieran Tierney, it's uh, never more pressing. A couple of days to the close of the English transfer window. Arsenal want them. They have the two bids not back. Will they get them? Oh, <laughs> is this not exciting, you, Michael? Oh, thank, thank goodness that I've only got a few more days left of this um, to the English window shuts. Um, yeah, Arsenal still interested in Kieran Tierney. I, I still think he'll be there. I think he will be there at the end of the week. Um, I, I think, I think this has been a a, a move that's been in the. In the um, in progress for two or three years. I don't think it's just two or three weeks. I think it's two or three years they're making this move. And I think it is coming to the point where it's um listen, Arsenal know what it's going to be required to get them. Um, Celtic have made it clear to them what they want. And I think Arsenal will leave it late, maybe wait and see if Celtic will blink. But I think I think I still expect um barring any any kind of I mean obviously there's still some medical issues with Keelan now, he's still not fit, um which might prolong it again to another window I don't know um, however I, I still th- I still think he'll be an Arsenal player um, at some point and we can finally stop talking about Guaranteeing in Arsenal but that's not the truth as you know because as soon as he plays for Arsenal fans will still be keeping an eye on his oh yeah, yeah but I mean, at, least we can, at, least we, at least we know at the moment there's still this kind of to and fro and, and, and bids low ball bids coming in and not back and all that stuff at least the, the actual saga of the summer will be will come to a conclusion and we can see what the next step is for, for Kieran and his career. One thing I've been thinking a lot about really is Celtic are no strangers at this. Celtic specialise in getting the market value for their top players. They do it every summer. Big names like Van Dijk, Wanyama, Dembele. They know how to sell and when to sell. There's a feeling, of course, the third bid still to come in, but Celtic are obviously know the process of how these teams work. They're obviously expecting this and they'll be ready to make their moves. This has been inevitable for for two or three years. It would always come to this point when when Kieran Tierney was going to make a move to England. It's always going to get to this stage, um, and it's not. Listen, it's not Celtic trying to force Kieran to do it. Sometimes I think some people think that that that, that Tierney's a Celtic fan and would be happy to play the rest of his career. And listen, there's probably a bit of him that would be happy to play with Celtic his entire career. He's a good lad, and he loves loves the club, loves being the support he gets and all that stuff. So, do you think the injuries change his thinking? No, no. Um, I mean, twelve months ago, Kieran um, changed his agent, which is not something. And it's having signed a new bumper five-year deal and all that stuff, it's not something you do just to negotiate contracts every couple of years. Um, so I think even he knew or he's um, that his career at some point was going to get to this junction. Um, signed a big deal, with Celtic, great insurance policy for the, for the club, which is happy to sign bumper. Listen, he got a good a good height and wages as well, um, but. The club and the player, and listen deep down, the fans knew as well. This point was inevitable. This this junction, his career was coming at some point, 
and we've been at it, and just, just so happens we've been at it for about three months, and the likes haven't changed yet. Um, but it will, I suspect. See, in layman's terms, see with the agent change, obviously, football players, I think many outside think they're paid handsomely anyway. That age, does that just take you to the different level of clubs? Is that is that was that the thinking maybe behind putting them on a bigger market? Oh well, no, because his agent, his agent knew his stuff. I mean, his, his previous agent wasn't wasn't uh, some wet behind the ears kind of guy um, after him. Some local agent, he was a good a, a guy who's got a reputation uh, in Scotland and beyond. Um, so, but he did did change to a. Uh, a group who are predominantly working in the English market and have got links to these big six clubs in England. Um, so it, it's no coincidence that, that these things uh, all fall into place. Um, listen, this is not this is not the agitating for a move. This is, this is a guy mm-hmm. who's a, a multi-million pound um, commodity looking after his, his um, best interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and the club as well. I mean, it suits the club to, deal with, I mean, that's to maximise your... your your player and your asset, you have to be going to the right markets and all that stuff, and targeting the right teams to go to and all that stuff. So it's all part of the, it's all part of the same business. But it's like I say, it's inevitable when we come to this point. He's a, he's a world class player, um, Kieran, um, and at some point he is going to play at that level. I think there's also maybe the argument that's this almost like a black hole almost between like Celtic just eight in a row going for nine. It's a long two years for a 22 year old to get until you wait for no, ten in a row. The perfect you need to m- players can plateau, they can just reach a level. This seems, for from a purely football perspective, perhaps the right time for Kieran to make Yeah, listen, listen, you only get one shot in the swings and you need to make the most of it. Um, I mean, you can't help but draw the Andy Robertson parallels. I mean, it being three or four years ago, you said that, that three years ago, Tierney were ahead of Andy Robertson. In terms of the development, now Robertson's a European Cup winner, uh, one of the best fullbacks in the world. The two of them are not um, too dissimilar. Um, and you think, listen, with, with, as a Scottish football fan, you want your best players to play in Scotland. You don't want to chase them at the door. And the other side of the coin is you, you want to see these boys see how far they can go. Um, I think a lot of Celtic fans would, would be, be sad to see them go, obviously. But we would want to see this kid. Let's see how good he really is. Let's see him at the, the real elite level, week in, week out, um, and, and see how he, how he flourishes. Because I think he will. He is. He's top-notch, um, Tierney. Um, so I think most punters would be would wish him well and invite him back for a for a party in a couple of years' time if they, they can clinch nine or ten in a row. Well, hundred percent. I think that's a really good point you make. But even someone like Musa Dembele, who at the time of his exit, you know, he was kind of public enemy number one. Uh, obviously, things came out about his relationship with Brendan Rodgers, and he was more than welcome for a wee wave around the pitch at the end of last season. Someone like Tierney, who's got a great relationship with the fans, he'll never, that's no, a bond no. that'll never be broken. He no, loves the club. because he'll end up in the stands for a cup final and then exactly. <laughs> him and the punters. Uh-huh. So uh, that's, that'll never change um, at all. That, that's, I don't think he's, he's, his place is secure in terms of um, Celtic fans' opinions, that's for sure. Yep. And one thing that just was interesting, just, and obviously it was kick-off at the weekend, Celtic getting back to business in the Premiership, but Neil Wynn spoke Friday just about a couple of the injury concerns about Kieran obviously said the double hernia surgery, saying there's still pain when he kicks the ball. Is that something maybe just putting out there that maybe there's a comfort level, maybe we're in agreement with Arsenal or they, they feel confident or Arsenal maybe know about that? Is it Why would Neil Wynn feel confident enough to maybe talk about that with a player potentially leaving the club? Well, maybe try to talk them off. <laughs> try to put them off. Because <laughs> uh, the manager wants to keep the best players and Tierney's definitely one of the better players. Um, no, I don't think there's anything particularly underhand about it. I mean, he has. He's, I mean, he, listen, these things will be flagged up as soon as he gets to the medical. That they'll, 
there's no there's no hiding place. Um, as we as we saw with the David Turnbull move to Celtic. Um, but he has got a, a long start. I mean, he had a double hernia, which that's been fixed. But he's still got problems with his pelvis. Um, it's not quite there yet. Um, Seems quite a frustrating injury, doesn't yeah, it? Doesn't lingering for a while, yeah. Um, but listen, unless you're a, unless you're a doctor, you don't really. It's, you can't really say too much about it, really. Um, but like I say, that that we flagged up. You can't hide that. I mean, it's not something you can hide in the medical. Um, so it would be interesting to see how it goes. But I think it's just a case of he played a lot of football. Do you know I mean that? I must admit, it was a bit of a kind of a bit of hypocrisy with the previous manager. Um, and we used to say that he'd, he'd to give Edward in and out of the team because he wanted to overplay him as a young guy and all that stuff. But he played Kieran Tierney for three solid seasons, uh, 180 games in three seasons at 18, 19 years old, which is a lot of football for a kid who's still growing and filling out and physically. Um, and I think maybe that maybe helped. I mean, I, you don't know. I mean, I say I'm not, I'm not Doctor Gannon. You know um, you're wearing the white coat. Uh, well, <laughs> the white coats are chasing me usually. Um, but I, I mean, you think that might have been a, a factor as well. Um, but I think he'll be okay. I think he's just um, a rest and then he'll be up and running shortly. Okay. So obviously, volleyball and goalie's been the player that was brought in. He started to pick up. He was, he was excellent at the weekend. But Celtic probably still need another left back. don't think Johnny Hayes is going to cut it maybe. I know he's played there yeah. on a pinch. But he's not a reliable left by option really for Celtic and the hoops have been linked with a couple of players recent days uh, Stephen Kingsley Scottish defender yeah. at Hull and Rico Henry as well uh, another left back what, what do we know about these two players Michael? Well obviously Kingsley Scottish ex-Falkirk and all that stuff and down, down the road did fairly well early on at, um, at Swansea got into the Scotland squads and all that stuff as well known uh, Rico Henry maybe not know quite as much but looks like looks like every club in Britain are trying to just hoover up all these Brentford players mm-hmm. um, Brentford must have been some team last season yeah. it seems to be everyone's linked with a Brentford player um, serious dosh but that market championship market again Celtic have had their fingers burned three or four times in that market this, mm-hmm. this summer um, and I know they're talking again six, seven million quid for this guy it's a lot with Bongoli already it's three million it'd be a lot of money I would be surprised um, when there's talk about even uh, Greg Taylor at Kilmarnock mm-hmm. um, that would maybe make a bit of sense coming uh-huh. in as a kind of backup he's a good player isn't he Mick I like him yeah he's a good lad I think he's a, he's a talent um, again also the other side Stephen O'Donnell the other side linked with Celtic as well mm-hmm. um, a right back is still probably an extra cover right back whether O'Donnell would come and, and play second fiddle, I don't know. And O'Donnell's a wee bit interested as well, so he's got to reject new contract. Well, he's got a year to go. He's, 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 but the, the way I'm told that he's just a, he's keeping his options open in general, mm-hmm. and this somewhere and beyond. But it, it doesn't. It, what I'm led to believe, he doesn't want to sit on a bench. Um, but listen, if Celtic come calling, whether it's sitting on the bench or playing every week or playing 20 games a season, mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be hard to kind of um, turn down. That's for sure. But at this point in time, I don't think there's many kind of approaches as yet, but that'd be one I'd keep my eye on as well. Okay. And just back to Tierney. Say the Celtic and Arsenal come to an agreement, Tierney becomes an uh, Arsenal player. And then Neil Lennon, obviously there's a big boost in the funds. If Neil Lennon was going to talk to Peter Law after that deal was completed, what would be the one position you think Lennon, where would be the one area, if there was cash to spend, where would Lennon look to strengthen first? Well, I still think he needs a striker. Um... Do you I, know, think, I agree with that as well. I, I know there's Griffiths and Edward, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think that's uh, you still need another striker. I mean, they've got they've got Bayou to come back. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. It's it might turn out to be. There were slightly more positive reports in the summer, but there's still some sitters uh, in there as it's well. It's a very it? much jury's out job. He's a, he's had a rotten luck since he joined. 
um, in terms of injuries. So it's just a wait and see job. I don't think you can hang your hat on him just now. So I think it's still another striker. Um, Edward and Griffiths have started the season brilliantly. So do you bring in another striker that's 8 million quid? That would be interesting to see the, how that would fit in the, into the side. Um, but you've got to give Griffiths to come back all guns blazing. Needs time. Needs time to build his fitness properly. Still not much fit, I wouldn't imagine. Uh, Edward is... It looks like Lennon's found a, a real good role for him. Yep. He, I think even in his support play was at the weekend was, was terrific. Um, I think he's found a, a found a way to play that I think he previously would kind of really work out what he where way to play him. They play off the left or through the middle. Or he's not really wanting to hold up back to the, back to goal and all that stuff. But I think I think Lenny seems to have got a, a tune at him right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, he's quality, so you'd think he'd be the main man. Um, but they could do with someone else to support the two of them. I think so. A striker. To, I still think they need another left back. See, when we talk about striker, there's obviously different styles. Would it be more of a maybe a target man, a big, kind of imposing player? No, Neil in the past played with a couple in John Hartson and Chris Sutton. Uh, he quite liked in his first time in charge. It was Stokes and Hooper who were two kind of small guys. Yeah. Like, would they be a bigger target man, or maybe just like a kind of fox in the box? What type of striker do you think they would go for? I don't think I don't think the old target man like Andy Carroll's and all that stuff. I know he's always mentioned that. <laughs> my God, um, I, just a presence. I can ask someone can hold the ball up. I mean, um, it's not really Edward's game as such. He likes to play facing the goal and running at defenders. Um, plus, he's not he's not particularly strong in the air. Um, if he was, if he added that to his, his game, if he get a ball down and train and just fire fifty balls at a morning at him. <laughs> and get the practice head in the ball. Um, but I mean, it's like a, There's a lot of crosses. I've noticed with Celtic this season, mo- it's slightly different, obviously, for the Brendan Rodgers style, but even f- remembering Lennon's first spelling chart, there's a lot of crosses going in the box. Yeah. Like, just fired in, it's <coughs> dying for someone to just be there to tap them in. But look, if they work on it, with, uh, I think I think Edward will get there. But you look at Celtic's first season under Rodgers as well, they got a, a lot of ball, hit the byline all the time. We get the byline, and Dembele was was brilliant at knowing where to attack a front post or check his run, and see the amount of goals that were scored by with Kieran Tierney hitting the byline and and cutting back the way, and Dembele checked his run and just side foot the back of the net. If you look through his, his goal reel over the two seasons, see my goals go that way. Um, whereas Edward maybe doesn't know, isn't quite as 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 good at, at reading those kind of runs and um, where to go near post. I mean, I said Dembele attacking the near post or checking. Oh, so many goals that way. Mm. I don't think he's, he's, he's quite that, that kind of instinct, but he can he can learn. Um, but he's an actual finisher. He's strong. He's quick. He can, he can lead the line. Um, his link up plays terrific. Good pass of the ball. I think I think Edouard's going to be. But he is a top talent. I think he's another one that's going to make Celtic a right few quid at some point down the line. Um, again, you're not flogging players. You're accused of. We are <laughs> accused of flogging guys, but he's another one. He's going to go yeah. to the top. But that's Celtic's mo, isn't it? That's <coughs> what they do. They yeah, he's not they find these players, develop them. Yeah, that's, that's them how on. they sign them. They say, "Listen, come in here, do well for a couple of seasons, and we'll we'll get you on to the next level." Um, you look at Dem- Dembele is, is is now going to be another one that's used. I mean, Van Dijk's the, is the poster boy for it, mm-hmm. but Dembele's the next one. They'll say, "Well, look at my next I mean, Dembele's next move is going to be." I mean, Man United are like, looking looking at him. A few others. That's his next move. It's going to be a very, very big club in Europe. And so they go, what's, there's your guy. That's the guy we built up, sold to them, then he goes elsewhere. Um, and then I think I think Edouard is, is likely to be the next to go in that. I think Christopher Ayer will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so these these foreign kids that come in young, 19, 20, 21, 
that's with their shoulder on that premise. So you can't then say, right, no, there's a, there's a Jim McLean 10-year contract. You're going nowhere. Because the understanding is, come in and we'll sell you when the time is right. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it there. So the weekend started, Premiership season, we were bang. Celtic were perfect against St. Johnston. Really, really lively performance. Seven goals. But as good as it's... We just couldn't have played much better. Everyone was in form. Ryan Christie in particular with a hat-trick. He's really developing into a top player, isn't he, Mick? Oh, aye. I think... Um, I mean, since coming to the side uh, last autumn, um, he's been terrific. I mean, obviously the injury set him back big time, but he's been he's been exceptional. I think he's become the kind of playmaker that, that Celtic hoped he would become. Um, I mean, a lot was on kind of Tom Rogic for a couple of seasons. I think if you're Tom Rogic now, you're thinking, "How am I getting back in here?" Because this guy's. I mean, you look at look at Christie now. He's he's used to be the kind of wiry kid, wee bit lightweight, nice football player. Never really the quickest, but great left peg and all that stuff. Lovely eye for goal, but a wee bit lightweight. But now you look at him, I mean, he's built like a tank. He's added a bit of pace, uh, and his confidence is, is sky high. I mean, look at his goals at the weekend. We give him half a yard, bang. Very, looking very much like Tom, uh, an inform fit Tom Rogic as well. It's one of the, those kind of goals as well. Could you imagine, say, Celtic were linked with a player from foreign lands, and that was a highlight video? You'd be, Celtic fans would be. But it's the old, so it's old cliche if, excited it, watching that if his name is Christichenko mm-hmm. it would be <laughs> that's got a ring to it hasn't it I quite like that actually um, exactly if he was a, if he was from from Brazil or something like that he'd be hailed as um, a god but he's I mean he's been terrific I mean he's such a key player for Celtic now um, he's added but he's I think Neil Lennon likes him as well because he's not just a kind of a flair player because he does do the graft as well he all gets stuck in now well, that's, how that's, the a, that's something Brendan Rodgers drilled into him as well. Yeah. That injury came about as well, but he's going up to try and win a header. He's got, yeah. he's, he's not scared to mix no, it up. No, he'll get stuck in. Uh-huh. And he played a bit deeper last season as well. At times he was a wee bit more central. Well, he does that, he, even at the weekend, he will come looking for the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great He's great at finding the spaces. Mm-hmm. I think he's given licence to go and find them, but he'll pick up the ball, sometimes deep, sometimes the edge of the box. He'll cut check a run he does find room in wee pockets of space which is which is, I mean he gets that space he can he can knock a pass through the middle of the fences or he can hit the back of the net because um, left puts a wand but he's turned into a, 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 a guy who is a, a good player to have around he's turned into a, a key player for Celtic that's a perfect way of describing his performance recently in Lee Griffiths uh, this hasn't it's couldn't have gone much better so far has it this comeback Bid, it's been he's been razor sharp pre season and the goals he just looks the old Lee Griffiths, it's just everything about him. It's very exciting times for Celtic fans, isn't it? I think you could you could stick to Lee Griffiths in the park with, with bare feet and crutches and I think you still stick one back in it. He's just a natural goal scorer, isn't he? I mean he's finishing on Saturday was But he looks fit, similar, doesn't he? He looks sharp. There's I think there's more, more I think there's rust, more to come. I think there's more to come from him in terms of fitness and, and sharpness. I think they don't think he's there yet. Um The great thing about, about Griffiths is not he's not his game's not built on pace, never has been. But his his game's built on speed of thought, so he's a guy that he'll get a ball, his first touch bang, and he doesn't need doesn't need to burst past the defender because he'll create a half a yard by his touch, and then as soon as he gets a half a yard, he'll arrow it. I mean, his finish on Saturday was just textbook league graphics, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Get his laces through it, bottom corner. Um, he, he's some man to have around. I mean, you think tight games and, and, and he was on the bench in the first couple months of the season. I mean, what an asset it is to have on the bench to come off the bench if you're looking for a goal 
because any wee sniff in and around the box doesn't matter. Twenty five yards in, he's he's lethal. And he'll pop up, and then you get set pieces as well. He's, he's done through the years as well. He's, the left foot's um, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But no, it's good to see him back, back playing and back fit again. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I thought. I thought. I think there's more to come. That side of things. He's still got problems with his calves, but I think that's maybe something he's going to live with. Um, but no, it's good to see him up and flying again. And it was just the perfect day for Celtic, the victory. But another man who's, don't call it a comeback, but Olivier Cham was very good over in Estonia and he uh, comes off the bench, instantly scores at the weekend. It was a fierce finish as well, good link-up play with Edward. Does he get a chance maybe to write Plays a Celtic <laughs> 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 oh, I there, think so. Yeah, but is there... Is there there's still big games as well before they close the transfer window. Yes, listen, I wouldn't surprise me if he's been pulled aside. Listen, you want to go, you can go, but you need to earn a move somewhere. You're not going to get a move kind of um, malingering in the Celtic reserves. Um, so the challenge for him is to play his way to a move. Um, there's big games on the horizon for Celtic. Um, the English market obviously is closing, the European market is still available to him. He's got two or three weeks to try and play himself into a move. If that's what he wants, I mean, it sounds as though that's what he would like. But if it didn't come off maybe once, then he's, he's, he's kind of stuck. He's well, got that's a choice. kind of touching upon like this. So we all know that the bids like Porto were very, very keen last summer. Teams like Marseille, Leon have been yeah. sniffing about. But say it doesn't happen. What is he's Maybe he's... And I know the comments, you know, and there's no way around that. He has to accept what he said. But <coughs> it seems there's, is there something about him as a player? Do you think he could... Right, the move doesn't happen. Could he quickly dust himself off and become the player that he was in his first season? Do you think that's a possibility? Listen, you've, got, you've got to say the evidence suggests that that's maybe not, not the case. You've got to say, because I mean, last season... It, uh, it never happened for him. He seemed to get a bit huffy. Um, I mean, at times I think he is a, a, a top class player. I think the other player there, but at other times he, he looks like he's been his mates brought him to fives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to see there is a player there for someone with so much obvious talent. But yeah, it's a very few players in Scottish football history have got such highs and lows as Oliver and Charm. Yeah, really. Some weeks he's the best player in the part, other he just looks like he just doesn't belong there. Yeah, but then that's what, that's what the manager's got to do, he's got to challenge him to write, nobody's going to stand in, I mean at Celtic, nobody will stand in his way if, if, a, if a £12 million bid comes in for this guy, he'll be gone. Because that's, like we've touched on, that's the model and, and Celtic would be quite happily to let him go for that kind of money. Um, but that's not come in, that kind of bid hasn't come in for him. So he's got to, the challenge for him is, right, well, knuckle down and earn yourself a move. Um, so whatever motivates a player, whether it's it's kissing the badge or it's pocketing the dough or earning a move, whatever motivates a player, you need to find and use it. Because each one's different. Um, and it, we can all be misdiagnosed and think it's all playing for the shirt and all playing for the fans and all that. And But listen, these guys have all got their own agendas uh, and their own motivations. Some of them, that's, that is the motivation, playing for the club and the, the crest and all that stuff. Other, other guys, it's show me the money, Jamie Maguire style. And other guys, it's I'm playing my way out of this place. I want to get to the, somewhere else. I'm in a hurry. I want to play my way to the promised land, um, whether it's the English Premier League or whatever. But that's the challenge for him is to, to, to prove that he's worth a move somewhere. So I think that covers for the weekend action. So we'll head to Transylvania now. Celtic, biggest game of the season against Kluge. Dan Petrescu's previous against Scottish teams, famously with... It was a Cheney get a result against Rangers, but Celtic know what's in front of them. This is the third of four potential Champions League qualifiers. Big game, away from home first. Celtic played a lot of these games at home first. What are you expecting in the big one? It's tricky, stinky, isn't it? Yeah. Aye. Their style of football 
is that as well. They're very defensive. It'll be Celtic need to be at their best, I think. Yeah, it's um, listen. The, the the first couple of rounds have been a breeze. Um, it was a nice change. I think last year, so they got Rosenberg in the second round. Yeah, which was a, was a honking draw. Um, diabolical. The Rosenberg games are always diabolical. Yeah. Um, Could this be similar? Actually, it might be. I think it's going to be. This is going to be tense. I think. I think Celtic have got a better shot at it this year. I don't want to, to keep putting the boot in the offending Rodgers. Um, I think a better, a better shot at it under under Lenny. I think, I think Celtic made hard work of some of these ties. They didn't really have to. I mean, some of the wee legs were were, were so harem scarem because some of the. I mean, some. I mean, Celtic were a wee bit too ambitious. I think at times. Um, I mean, he keeps keep saying the word pragmatic to Rodgers, and he took great offence. He mentioned that he was a little bit idealistic in some of these ties. Uh, and it became, I mean, I remember Beersheva away was, was I mean, writing on deadline was a nightmare. That's what I remember from a writing point of view. Astana away, a 5 0 lead in the first leg, still turned into a panic station. Um, these games are, are, are can be fraught. I think Lenny could, could go over there and, and, and say, I'm just going to do a job here, get out of Dodge. Even uh, even Arhinch draw, I think a pinching away goal, which I think Celtic are capable of doing. Um, I think you'd be happy to get out of dodge with a, a, a draw, even a narrow defeat, two one maybe. I think you snap the hand off for a two one defeat and get them back um, to Glasgow. I don't think there'll be the kind of wide open spaces and and fullbacks bombing up and down the park and all that stuff. Three four three, um, kind of kamikaze style. But I'm not saying that they were kamikaze, but there was times you think it was unnecessarily risky. Um, and these certain games away from home in Europe. Uh, in recent years, but I think I think Lenny is somebody who knows how to get a result. Sometimes with teams that maybe don't expect to get results um, in terms of personnel, so I think they can go out there and be disciplined and 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 solid. I mean, Celtic defence has been extremely good for a year now. I mean, despite the Chapman change in personnel, injuries and all that stuff, their record defensively has been exceptional. Um, so I think they can. Go there and I'm not saying shut up shop, but produce a kind of disciplined, organised display and get back up the road. Wait till I get you home, job. I think you're painting a pretty positive picture, but I've got some bad news for you, Mick. Uh, Chaba Laszlo's uh, handed <laughs> over his scouting profile, uh, and it's bad news for Celtic because it's very detailed and he uh, outlines uh, that Craig Gordon is a bit of uh, a clanger merchant, even though he's not played in 2019 Aye. apart from one game where he kept a clean sheet. And he's pinpointed Scott Sinclair as Celtic's danger man. He's not started a game this season. Yeah, so. Aye. Aye. If Shabba's your chief scout, then you're doing deep, deep, deep bother. Uh, God love him. But, uh, but <laughs> Shabba's not exactly a, a, a credible voice on. on well, uh, Neil Lennon will be hoping that he's handed this over to Petrescu, won't oh, he? Oh, it sounds like double agent, double agent Laszlo. Um, no, but then I think Coolidge, I, mean, I think they've lost their, their star man's out injured, hasn't he? Is it Best player ever. Coolio? Yeah. Um, he's but the gang like still there. Like some of his earlier albums, um, he's out. I think injured, but they've got some decent enough players that they can. They can and they've had some decent results in Europe through the years, so they're going to be they're going to be tricky. And I think it's going to be. A, They'll be stingy, won't they? That's the. It's just a smelly tie. I think these, this stage now as gets to the, the the kind of real stinky bit. Mm-hmm. It's to be endured. I don't think you'll get a job with the Visit Transylvania Tourist Board to the stinky and stingy. No, I mean the ties in general. Oh, sure, it's a lovely part of the world. Uh, freebies on offer. <laughs> uh, so the other part looking at there's going to be a big decision here for 
Neil Lennon. Uh, probably most likely going to play a four at the back. That means two central defenders. Now, Alhamid could be out injured, uh, limped off at the weekend. That could mean either back at right back. Yeah. But say Alhamid makes a game, that leaves Julian, seven million signing. Ayer, the club's rising star. And Simunovic, who went in at the weekend praise, described Simunovic as a player who is perfect for these type of games. That's what he said, perfect for these type of games. Now, who do you think would be the two starting central defenders? I think think if it's... um, uh, I think you like to see the full-backs injured, I think they'll be Ayer at right back Mm -hmm. and uh, and the two boys in the middle. Which I think actually... I think he might be tempted to play that way anyway, yeah. regardless of the, if, um, the full-backs. That uh, Hammond looks okay, doesn't he? Looks all right, yeah. Yeah, but he's time. He's a, a bit, it's a big game. It's not a fashionable signing. But no. Celtic, obviously, or Neil Wayne in particular, is shot in the really market before. Guys like Effie Ambrose, Kyle, not saying they weren't, he, he, there was a role Beat in on. a Celtic team bit on as well. These guys have always had a role in the Neil Lennon team. I think he likes the versatility of a lot of these players. A lot of them can play in multiple positions, which is something Lennon's always craved. Yeah. Loved it, guys that Charlie will grow as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely something there. But if I had does start at right back, Julian, I know he's a big money arrival and he's definitely seems to have the chops for job, but it's still a big ask, isn't it? To come in, remember Van Dyke and Carrigandy? It wasn't his finest hour either. So oh, the stinker. He's chucked in two long throws. He, he, had, he made a mess of. I know. And he hooked at half time in the in the less. He's in the hook debut. I know he was turned out a bit of a dud, didn't Aye. he? So. He's thought what he chased him at the door after three games. Um, no, but it's a big game to put him in. Listen, he's a seven million pound player. He's experienced top level in France. He can cope with that, no bother. I think he'd be fine. Um, like you say, Simon Robich is, is a player that Lenny is really taken to, desperate to keep hold of him. Um, so I think that, that I think that'd be the basis of the back that four. To make it a hat trick of <laughs> Brendan Rogers' criticisms on the pod today, uh, Simunovic was. I know, I know, I know. But he was so Simunovic was so strong at the end of that invincible season. I know, but fall off was remarkable. I don't wasn't actually it? blame. I mean, went, actually, I mentioned that in the game at Astana. I think, I think, I think Jojo might have been the only fit centre half at that point. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Beaton and Ayer played centre half that night. And Ayer hadn't played centre half. Uh-huh. That sounds um, more appealing than it did at the time. And Jojo basically said, I can't play. It's a plastic pitch, I can't play. And, and it absolutely infuriated Rogers to the point that he bombed him, he Siberia'd him. He put him right out in the cold. And after that, he was never never seen much. Um, I think he was he could barely hide his kind of contempt for the, the for making that decision. Because um, it was Jojo that said, I can't can't play. But listen, the guy was looking after his body. He knows better than most. If he plays in the past, and breaks down, his career, so you can't blame him either. But managers don't don't particularly like that kind of, um, especially at a time when they need a centre half in there. Uh, as it proved, I think I think that night was so stressful. I think that that's, that made it worse mm-hmm. for him. So he bombed out completely after that. But he's a player. I mean, he's first when he first arrived, he looked a player, and he's a few moments. He's a, he came a bit rash at times. I saw him. I was in pre-season when he, he kung fu kicked the guy to get a two-game ban for the first two-game of the season. You're <laughs> like, big man, chill. It was like 10 minutes to you go. You were doing so well. 10 minutes to go to nothing. He's drawing St. Gallen in a nice summer night in, in, in Switzerland. <laughs> we're training. And he's Jackie Chan somebody. You're like, oh, come on. Um, so he has got a... He has, I mean, he's done it done at Ibrox as well and he planted one, an elbow on, um, on, on someone as well. But so he's... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he has got it in him, but he's... Uh, he has a... But you can see why... He, Lenny likes him. He's a big, ruggish, bulking hard man <laughs> at times. So I think he's uh, and, he, and he is and he is good under the under the cost. He is good. He's a good guy. That when the, the more pressure's under, the better he is because he concentrates. When things are a bit kind of quiet, he kind of 
moments of the kind of Boyata moments that where his concentration goes about hate and his big Dedrick was was a, was um sometimes accustomed to. But no, he's fine. Um I think Celtic with four five one out there. Um usual keep it tight, keep the high boys <laughs> keep the high boys low, and all that kind of stuff. Um but then again they've got but they've got guys in attack that can interesting to see if Mikey Johnson gets a start. Somebody can, uh, can he's create something like that. isn't it? It's that interesting dynamic. Johnson obviously he would maybe watch from the youth level. Um just a phenomenal talent. Yeah. But those games at Ibrooks were never going to be ideal. You know, no, flair players like kind of bug them. The kid chuck them in. We're leaving the front line at Ibrooks. Uh, it's been a very encouraging few months. He scored a couple of goals final day season against Hearts. Strong pre season. Look good in pre season. Uh, nah, he's come back. I mean, he, he, his backside kicked quite early on. Because um, listen, he's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So we need to get out of this mentality in Scotland that he's still a kid. He's not a kid. He's 20 yeah. years old. I mean, there's, there's people working down mines at 20 year old. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my dad now. But uh, he's twenty years old. He's not. He's not a kid. He's got to be playing first team football week in week out. Um, but he's come back looking fit, and he's looked. His goal at the game is brilliant. I mean, uh, was, it, uh, was it was it Jason Kerr? He mm-hmm. skinned. We turned him inside out before he scored it. Um, but interesting if he plays him. Cause you think that could be a wee out of it? Um, I don't know, but I think Celtic will be be cautious out there, and rightly so. Well, I think that leads us on nicely. So. You've previewed the game. Can we get a score prediction from you, mate? I might, I might, yeah, I might go, I might go and go now, 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 or one each. Even one each would be. I think would be a preferable result than nil, nil. Um, I actually think Celtic would, would get a goal. Can, can pinch a goal out there. It's hard to judge. If you don't see an awful lot. You know, my Romanian football knowledge is is is, is good, but it's not. It's no. not great. It's not. You're still. I'm a subscription. I, can't, I mean, I've got BT and I've got Premier and Sky and all that. The Romanian channels are just. A step too far for me, um, but you fancy Celtic to nick a goal, and then the challenge is keeping that back door shut. But I think they can get a result out there. One one nil away win. Okay, I'll go for the one each, and I'll even add a wee caveat to say Celtic be dominating uh, second half and maybe be unlucky not to get the win. But I'll go for one each. I give you three results here, so come on, I heard that. I know, didn't that out. Right, well that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back with you next midweek to talk about all things Celtic and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available and if you like this please review and rate us on there too thanks for listening